Welcome to the Freedom Chronicles. Definitely an antisocial type. Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Here you go, more negative waves. Have a little faith, baby. Have a little faith. You wanted law and order in this town. You've got it. Only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. Listen, hotshot, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't care for you or for the putrid sludge you're troweling out. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. We got a loudspeaker here, and when we go into battle, we play music very loud. It kind of calms us down. Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? In the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Freedom Chronicles. I'm your host, Mike Ambassiani. Thank you for joining us. We are, of course, broadcasting from the Brian Chapman State Farm bunker right here in southwest Florida. And like a good neighbor, Brian Chapman State Farm is there for all of the insurance needs that you have for your very own bunker. You can give his office a call at 941-625-9998 or visit the office at 2040 Tamiami Trail in Port Charlotte. With us, as always, is Mr. Ken Lovejoy, but we are very excited to have a new guest on the show here. He is the third chair on Louder with Crowder and a very hilarious comedian. Welcome to the show, Mr. Dave Landau. Dave, how are you? Dave. Hello. Hello, everybody. Good. How about you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Good. Now, Dave, I'm happy to be here. Also going to be headlining this weekend at Vasani in the Comedy Zone. Yes, this coming weekend, uh, September 9th and 10th. Check that out. How you doing? I'm good, I guess. That's a <laughs> yeah, pretty. Getting... That's a terrible interview answer. Just yeah, fine. Yeah, thanks. well, it is. That's considering all... you have had uh, an amazing last couple of years. I mean, you've been doing stand up for quite some time, but you, the last yeah. couple of years, uh, has just really been on fire for you. Uh, tell us more about it and how how you fell into it and uh, how it's affecting you. It's lonely at the top, Ken. Uh, every day is sadder than the last um probably gonna go out like freddie prince that's about it i mean i don't know what else to tell you well what uh, happened to yeah. the mustache what happened to the yeah mustache? we were all looking for i was, I was like man i had a whole bit about reviving j stash you know i i it's weird my, like I know it's, uh, yeah my wife liked it and then a lot most people seemed to enjoy it but uh I just hated it. It just got too ticklish for me. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I get I, that. I get that. Which I, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I, I looked like a different person. That's the thing is I have, you I've had look, Mohawks. You, you had, actually look, you look like a, 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 a late seventies to mid eighties TV detective. There you go. And when, you know, <laughs> yes. when your Instagram says, you know, a hooker with a heart of gold, it, it fits in well with that image. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, you're a hoy. Yeah. Is, you know, it works well. Yes, the ahoy, the, the whole sailor thing really is a 70s detective. That's a good way of putting yeah. it. Not a, guy who's, not a guy who's slowly dying from a virus that's not been identified yet. Yeah. Now, we uh, uh, we only do this uh, once a week. You know, I've got my okay. daily radio show. You got, you, you, how often do you do a daily with Crowder? Right. Yeah. Mon- uh, Monday through Thursday, very early, inappropriately early. If you ever want to write in, um, <laughs> if you prefer a later time. Uh, no, I, but, yeah, no. What time do you get up? What time do you get up? What What time do you start recording? Oh man, like usually about six, and then you get up and do that until about you know, well, six o'clock Texas time. Then you do that until about nine when the show starts. And then you do the show, and then after you plan the next day's show, and it's just, I just write the comedy, though. That's pretty much my job, so I don't actually have to do any of the yeah, research. Yeah. I just nod along right. and pretend I know what they're talking about. I'm like, yeah. It's <laughs> right, and then you just throw in the nice little quips every now and then. 
but it works. Yeah, I'm like, it yeah, really I throw in one-liners, and I'm like, yeah, that whole Korea thing, that's a real mess, and I, and I, I don't know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I add to the program, but I like to write, so, you know, sketches, and I like to do a lot of that stuff, but it, it is cool. It, I mean, it is a lot of hard work, but people do seem to enjoy it, and it seems to pay off in that way, and that's pretty exciting. Yeah, a lot of people I don't think realize uh, what you have to do to put on a show like you guys do. Yeah, uh, you know what it takes the the show prep uh, uh, the on the technical side, you know, downloading all the audio and, and getting all that stuff together, and then deciding, you know, how it's going to flow. Uh, some people just do it on the fly, you know, like us here, but <laughs> which is fine. But it, uh, well, you got a scrolling ticker. Yeah, we got a ticker. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it looks official. It's just, it's, it's, it's much happier than CNN's. It's not just. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it's, it's given all his shows. Yeah, sure, yeah right. You know where he's playing. Well, yes. And yeah, folks, like you can that. go to Dave Landau this weekend. I want to talk about that a little bit. You're at Vasani right here in Port Charlotte, Southwest Florida. Uh, I, I saw you the last time uh, you were here. I'm going to throw that picture up. I met you for the brief uh, five seconds. It was quite enjoyable. There it is. And oh, wow, um, that's you. OK, that's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you have four shows God, in I'm two fat. days. Go weekend. on. <laughs> Uh, September 9th and 10th, Vasani.net for tickets. You can gym membership now, can't you? I, I know I can, yeah. but that doesn't mean I need Come it. Come on, Crowder, well, I do need Crowder it. doesn't have yeah, one in the studio. Busy. Yeah, you think he'd have a spin bike. He does guy. have one. He does have one in the studio, yeah. I just don't want to go in there because other people are going to be like, let's do it like this. And I don't I don't, I don't, I need to be ordered around. I want to take a brisk <laughs> walk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. The whole, the whole, uh, uh, what was that called? The uh, uh, Peloton personal training. Yeah. I just, I, I knew that was going to die. I, I just didn't think that that would. Oh, cause... Peloton. Yeah, I mean, who yeah, wants why to would buy you want it? one? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, 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 it's a TV. It's, it's like you're in the woods now. It's like no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's a TV. Yeah. It's not 1910 where you're the first time you see like a train coming at you in black and white. You're like, no, it's a screen. I know exactly what it is. It's not fooling yeah. me. It's a stationary yeah, right. bike with a video. It's, of somebody no yelling at that. that. Yeah, for, for, for an extra 40 bucks a month after you pay for the $2,400 bike, that's only a $600 bike with apparently, you know, like, right. $1,800 laptops. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause yeah, you can join in so other people can, you know, hurt your feelings. Like that doesn't make sense. Right. Why would you do yeah. that? <laughs> Much rather like, be by oh, yeah, myself. This is great. Yeah. I guess being a yeah. whole class of people who don't really want to be there and are eventually going to use yeah. this thing as a coat rack. That's great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So, so and when they ever made a man, cause comedy. there was a present on a commercial. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I'm you're fine. Don't buy it. <laughs> Remember that when they it was a, everybody like the stock dropped because there was a commercial mm-hmm. for Christmas where a guy got it for his wife. Like here you go. Yeah, that's here, a last fat lady. There's no comment whatsoever. <laughs> Obviously, the marketing dude was single. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah, like you know what? She'd love exercise equipment. <laughs> Nothing says I love you just like you are, like a Peloton. <laughs> Yeah, watch the TV on it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you've been doing your comedy for a long time. What got you, or when did you start diving into the the political world of it? And when? How did you get involved with with Crowder to get on his show? Through? Probably after dealing with network TV executives. <laughs> yeah, that didn't help. Yeah, once you've been in the actual like that side of show business, and uh, you've just yeah. faced a decade and a half of rejection. <laughs> Uh, oh, I say it's like it's fun. It hurts. Yeah. No, um, honestly, uh, well, it, I I wanted to be. I got invited onto the Anthony Cumia show with Artie Lang, and then they okay. wanted me to be third mic. And it just happened that Anthony was kind of political, and I don't mind what side of the fence you're on. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, you. It's just yeah, I will. Your comedy has never really been that political. Yeah. No. It's not. I don't trust. I, I don't trust um, politicians. Period. For my own reasons, which I, you know I can get into. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's. Um, I don't believe in any of it, to be honest. For and I never did. Um, for uh, since I was a kid, my dad was in Vietnam. This, this is, I guess, part of the story of it. Where 
my dad got Agent Orange, uh, and he died of brain cancer when I was a kid. Uh, I shouldn't say a kid. I was a teenager. But um, he, I watched him suffer for four and a half years while the VA and the government just yeah. said, uh, hey, it's not our fault. You know, we didn't have anything to do with that. And then his insurance company denied him. So my dad, who had nothing growing up, not even a father in the house or anything, who became a millionaire, lost everything, died. It led to my mom's suicide. So I, and he didn't trust them, really the government either. He wasn't a conspiracy tinfoil hat guy. He was a baseball coach, basketball coach, like just a really good, really good human being. And that's why it was so hard to watch. So yeah. I, I am completely anti that establishment because I think it's all about money. And now that we've gone after the VA or even talked to them, it's like, well, your mom didn't fill out these forms, right? So you guys will never get anything. And at this point, it's not even yeah. about money. It's just, we would like an acknowledgement. And the only acknowledgement they've ever given exactly. is, you know, we looked back at it and soft cell sarcoma is absolutely our fault, but you guys are older now. So, you know, who cares? And, and right. it's it, not going to do anything as I. Yeah. And as we jumped more into politics and everything started happening with 2020 and I watched more hats get thrown in the ring and people have meltdowns and then a virus get hit. I'm a huge germaphobe. My mom was a nurse and not just a nurse, like a bipolar nurse. So it was like, <laughs> wash your hands until they bled. Sorry, <laughs> if we're not live. Okay. But it was like, sorry, my, my bad. Um, so it was like, wash your hands until you bled. So like really like, and maybe that's a little exaggerated, but I was very afraid of, uh, I've always been a germaphobe, but when this hit, it didn't yeah. make any sense. So I was the one that was still going on the subway and flying on planes during 2020. Like it didn't add up. None of it, none of it. And I just kept looking at everything and watching both sides where I was watching, okay, I'll watch this show, I'll watch this show. Like I would go on Fox, but I would go and then watch CNN. And it's like, well, that's just a lie. This is just a lie. And knowing stuff yeah. from it being rammed down my throat by, you know, my mom about vaccinations, everything when I was a kid, because I have all of them, the way they were doing it didn't make sense to me. And the way they were rushing yeah. it out didn't make sense to me. Not that I have a degree or, or anything like that, but I do have cousins that are certifiable geniuses that don't actually, that didn't, that didn't make sense to them. And it was enough to make me just question it because I've always thought to question it. My dad always taught me that. So when Anthony's show was going to end, I started doing, or not end, but he, he said he was moving to South Carolina. Crowder gave me an option to be on his show. And I went in and just started talking. And because I'm able to kind of see both sides of it, which people can sort of chastise, but I really do consider myself a moderate because I just can't rah-rah any side because I just think they're flawed. Now, granted, I think the left is oh, yeah. far more flawed than anything right now, which is sad because I would have considered myself for freedom of speech purposes and everything more liberal my entire life, but I don't think right. that exists anymore on the left or whatever that's supposed to, yeah. like that's gone. Tradition whatever that ideology is, is gone. You saw and when people mock, yeah, when people when people mock cancel culture, say it's not real, all these different things, and you're like, no, no, it is. I keep watching it happen. When my friend Shane Gillis got fired from SNL before he even got on the first show, yeah, before you know, yeah. I, I watched yeah. I watched it affect a lot of people very personally for doing things that weren't wrong. It was just, and nothing's weaker to me. Like if you're on the side of the mob you need to stop and take a look at yourself because you're probably not yeah. on the right side. Like, and there's nothing virtuous about kicking someone while they're down or once you get the okay to destroy someone. And that's all I've watched happen the last few years. So the more I get into it, I'm just honest about my opinions. And I guess by today's standards, those do side more right. And that's where I stand. So slowly well, I've gotten into politics just by being honest. Yeah, right. yeah, it doesn't make you more right. You're still the moderate. It's just they have gone so far bat crap crazy to the left yeah. that it, it makes you look like a, a right wing zealot, <laughs> which right. which we know you aren't. Right. You know. Well, because it, it's about caring about the truth and, and freedom to do what you want yes. and live your life. Particularly and, in and freedom of speech. That's it. And then. When people talk about freedom of speech, you're like, sorry, you go ahead. I felt bad. I didn't know what to do. 
<laughs> no, the screen did not freeze. Has, okay. uh, there's been we've we've seen how liberalism uh, and the wokeness has uh, tried to infiltrate comedy these last few years. Hasn't really happened. I don't really see it uh, down here, uh, uh, but it it is happening in some of the blue cities and the blue comedy clubs. What you, you got somebody woke in the crowd? It just has to question what you're doing. Have you experienced that in any of your stand up after? being on Crowder to people, right? Oh, he's that guy on that right wingers show. Have you taken heat uh, at, at some clubs for that yet? I've taken heat in a strange way. People who don't know me have definitely made assumptions where it's going to be about this or this. And then I've gone into areas where, cause I started in a lot of um, mixed rooms actually in Detroit. I started in um, yeah. kind of like hoity toity white rooms and then like very all black rooms and then everything in between. So, cause yeah. I always, I like comedy because I really think it does unite. And yeah. we're now oh, living I in a time. Yeah. And we were living in a time where like my, my favorite comic of all time is Dave Chappelle. And it was based on, um, and, and, you know, I have other ones too, Rodney Dangerfield and, uh, oh, sure. you know, Richard Pryor and, you know, it's, yeah. you have the whole list, but it's like, I grew up loving Dave Chappelle. I got to start mm -hmm. opening for him when I was 21, wow. I think I did an arena That's with awesome. him cool. and then, yeah, it was really, really amazing. But like to watch him basically get called a white supremacist now is <laughs> mind boggling yeah. to me. <laughs> Right. It's, it's, and, I mean, that's how you know, that's how, you know, I'm sorry. You know, if, yeah. if this is the face of white supremacy, then there is no white supremacy. Yeah. No. And they're saying that, you know, he's transphobic to that community. And it's like, he did a whole special on his transgender friend and how she died. And it's like, that right. was what it was. Well, and you think that's hateful? Like, well, because yeah. there's actually a saying that context doesn't matter. And once you start saying stuff like that, it's like, well, no, it does. It absolutely matters. Context mm -hmm. to any conversation is it's very imperative of what you mean when you say otherwise anything can be taken out of context to serve your purpose. Exactly. But that would so never it's happen. Scary. Oh no! We take no, things out of context. No, <laughs> there's no, there's no way that the anything. No. Would, no. You Come and your journalist without integrity. <laughs> Yeah. So how how's so, it feel yeah, when just, you get to uh, when Crowder's not there and you get to be uh, louder with Crowder with Dave? I love I love I, I took this picture here. We have this. Uh, yeah. When you get to be the head honcho behind the big desk. Well, I feel? think we can all admit the show's better. No, I. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you play off each other very well. There it is. There's there the picture. Is. Yeah, louder and louder yes. with there. Dave. With Dave's mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a nice picture I have. I look like I've had way too much alcohol. No, you do. You look like I don't you, drink, you though, look for the listener. You're carrying a snub-nosed 38. <laughs> yeah. I look like Tom Selleck has finally felt the wrath <laughs> of all the reverse mortgages he's talked people into. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good one. I like yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I love doing it because I kind of do a different show. I, I just sort yeah. of make fun of everything, toss in a little bit of entertainment. You know, one time I, you know, just dumb stuff. I've interviewed camels, you know, there's just stuff that's just ridiculous, but I kind of look at it in the way of when I do it, I want it to feel more like uh, the older Letterman or kind of like the early 2000s, yeah. late 90s Conans yeah. with like sketches. And, and I do make it. Yeah comparable to now you know like i did a like one of our first ones the the sponsor was opioids so the you know the <laughs> opioids uh they were the sponsor so it's just a commercial <laughs> that airs and then i just have opioids on the desk the entire time because it's like as a recovering yeah. drug addict Probably. and alcoholic myself that's how i can bite on it is in the most right. funny inappropriate way possible so the end of it, it's just me showing up at a random hotel. Like sometimes I have to do things I don't really want to, to get my drugs. And I just knock on a door and it's two guys in tuxedos and like wolf masks and they just answer. And then they like, I go, there's supposed to be one of you. And they throw me on a bed. And then the next thing I'm just like getting money poured on me while I'm crawling through a room in a gag ball, trying to get out while it's labeling the side effects of opioids. Yeah, well, so but it's, you like, know what, it's that, just it's fun that way because 
it yeah. is and you, you're still but getting a true. point across you're yeah point you're across. still getting the point across and the yeah. truth across and, and and that's what i think so many in the media are getting wrong because they're the left has the left can't be funny and and they've tried to be funny so many times and they just insult people and they just uh constantly try to say well you're wrong you're wrong you're you're hate speech and you're you can't be doing that you can't and that's why the right and 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 folks like you can can still have comedy and still be funny and still get the point of the truth across because you can make it a funny yeah thing. i mean and there's points too when you're a comic like you're gonna say stuff that is punching down or inappropriate and you're like ah probably shouldn't have said that one but you know and that's just part of being a comic you know there's stuff yeah. that you just go ah that's probably not the best but that's just because you're also checking yourself and you have self-awareness that you realize mm -hmm. that and that's for me. I, I'm speaking for me personally. There's a lot of people that are like, you don't apologize. Like, well, it's not about apologizing. It's just about getting something across and realizing that there's ways that I'd like to do something and the way that I would like to reach people. That's why I talk about my stories on, I talk about stories on stage and recovery and all that. Yeah. I've mm -hmm. had people come up to me after a show and they were angry because, you know, their family member was killed by a drunk driver. And I was talking about being a recovering alcoholic. And I was like, oh, well, that's, clearly my fault you know it's, yeah. like, it's like i'm sorry yeah. but you know yeah. it's like so you're saying because i turned I my life you. around yeah your breathalyzer <laughs> I, car bit is hilarious it's uh thank you. i love it i love yeah, it my, my favorite it's too long to play on the show but my favorite is the uh the uh, your werewolf roommate and i miss the mohawk yes. bring the mohawk <laughs> I, I've, I've had people say that. I kind of want to do the mohawk and mustache and see if I can just make yeah. people. Yeah, angry. there you go. Yeah, we have to do a soul. What patch is that? So go a mohawk and a mustache. I did it soul. once. It doesn't work because <laughs> I'm not Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do but have I a couple. Your uh, point. You're not wrong. <laughs> yes, you have a couple of bits you want to play. Again, folks, you can go to Vasani.net and get, get your tickets for this weekend show. Dave Landau, Vasani, Vasani.net, uh, this Friday and Saturday, September 9th and 10th. But uh, with Halloween coming up, we can play this clip uh, followed by Big Davey. But uh, check these out. Enjoy. I was watching the movie Halloween Kills on the plane. People were upset with that movie because then Michael Myers kills a gay couple. And I was like, yeah, that's what he does. He kills people. How weird would it be if he didn't? That would be far more homophobic. <laughs> if Michael Myers just walks in with a knife, Stu doesn't even talk, just sees a gay couple, and is like, it's <laughs> vaccine right and then the next day they're like you should take it because it's biden's and i'm like did you just figure that out in a day and then people go oh you ask questions about all your vaccines i'm like yeah kinda i mean i've never really had to before like when people were getting the polio vaccine everybody wasn't still getting polio like there would have been questions like if all of a sudden everybody's just like FDRing across the floor every morning. It's like, why are my legs noodling? You'd be like, is this? Is this <laughs> like if you put on a condom and got AIDS, you'd be like, I don't think this works. And you'd be like, well, it's good you had her. You could have got the real bad AIDS. That would have been, been a nightmare for you. It could have. It could have been worse. <laughs> there you go. Could have been worse. Yeah. Well, it's funny too because I put that clip up, and a lot of people are like, 
the real vaccine, the first one that came out, didn't really work on people. And I'm like, right, that's my point. Yeah, none of them. Yeah. <laughs> like when they first come out, you don't want to take them immediately. So once I was saying the agreed upon one that did work for everybody wasn't still a giant <laughs> problem, but I can't really yeah. explain that because it's a comedy bit. Like I just, the idea of people <laughs> correcting you where it's like, look, I, I have to sum this up guys. I can't go through <laughs> all of history before I get uh, into the joke where it's like, no, yeah, I'm aware but- of it. You're right. The thing that came out and was rushed out, did in fact hurt a lot of people with polio. What's your point? Yeah. Do you think that that might compare to something of recent days? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so crazy to me that everything has to be so spelled out because everybody wants to have an argument. And I'm not even trying yeah. to have an argument yeah. where I'm willing to listen to anybody and go, okay, well, what do you, what do you feel for real? And I've had my mind changed many times. But with that one, it's like the only thing that I I kept, I was suspicious about it. And every, and this isn't against anybody who has it or not, but every little while, it seems the CDC comes out with brand new things going, we may have overstepped. Well, you did shut down the world for a year. You did overstep is a very cute word to use by shutting down the economy, making all these people lose their jobs forcing people to get a jab that has a very negative side effect on many, many people. Um, It's just, it's kind of unreal to me that, and I should never be the barometer of logic ever. I'm a comic. No, you're a comedian. And a lot of times though, a comedian is pointing out the logic in something stupid. And that's why when you analyze something like that, you just go, I don't know, seems a little weird. And then when it turns out you're right, That's scary because I'm an idiot. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I mean, we uh, both, Mike and I, uh, uh, what little hair I have on the back of my neck was going up uh, when this whole vax thing was coming out. I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. A minute. Where's where's the animal testing here? Excuse me. Yeah. Hello, over. Right. Anyone? And this one, in this latest boost that uh, I just read about, uh, it was only tested on a couple of mice. And then, okay, yeah, it's, it's uh, going right into you, safe and effective. Yeah. Look at the profits. Look that's at perfect. the profits. <laughs> yeah, in every horror movie, that's how it starts. And you just look at the cage and it's been busted open. Well, and even the, you know, I love Jon Stewart on um, the Stephen Colbert show yeah. going, uh, no, I, I did. I, well, I do like John Stewart. Honestly, I do. And, I do, uh, too. it's because, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he went on John's on Stephen Colbert, though, he's one of the few people who is from the left going, they said they didn't know where it came from and they knew of the COVID-19 lab in Wuhan and they denied it for over a year and a half. And he's telling this to Colbert. He's like, stop telling me they didn't know it was the COVID-19 lab in Wuhan. And you just had, yeah. you know, Fauci going, I don't know where it came from. I, oh, right. That thing I funded. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, that thing in that place in, in China where they all hate us. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. That's oh, the thing. Yeah. oh, yeah. They love us. The vaccine doesn't care uh, what uh, gender de jure you are today. It doesn't care whether you're right, left, center. It it doesn't care. Uh, it, it's, it seems to be affecting in some manner or form uh, darn near everybody that gets uh, uh, more than one. And uh, the uh, if you look at the insurance, the life insurance actuaries, uh, uh, when you combine, who was it, MetLife, all these uh, well-known life insurance companies, when you put all their uh, uh, stats together, uh, there's something going on. And it's not the COVID because the massive increase in 18 to uh, 49-year-old deaths has only happened since after the vaccines came out. So something's going on. And then that story I was doing on my show this morning about uh, and that I heard about a year ago, but I only heard it from one weird source and I didn't believe it. Embalmers across the nation are, are shouting out about these massive clots that they're finding in they said you it used to be maybe five ten percent where you know you, you had some clots. Is in the last year and a half People have been clotted up so bad, instead of just drilling one hole in them to drain blood, they had to do several. Story this afternoon of a, a, what, 15, 16-year-old football player. They took a 
like four f- the length of his leg, a blood clot out. Wow. Uh, you tell him, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is. Uh, this You're just is- seeing it more and more. And most of the people, uh, even locally in the hospitals here that are sick in the hospital, have all been vaccinated. Something's going well, you're on. Seeing and the he, same with people. You know, there's videos of people that their skin's falling apart because they had certain conditions that, uh, what is it, autoimmune conditions, where yeah. it's affecting those. And then all of a sudden their skin's falling apart. They didn't, you know, they're going, well, this is what I had to do to keep my job. This is what I had yeah. to do because I was being told it's by hard, my doctor. It's hard to, to keep it. your job when you're dead, too. <laughs> yeah. But that's just. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's really, yeah. It's difficult, too. Yeah. It needs to be addressed. There are. And they're not being held accountable and they are and the CDC and other people are and you know, uh, the who and not the not the old gag, but the World Health Organization. Um, But the who, but they've also had to come out and they they're basically saying all these things that would get you thrown off of YouTube a year ago. Now they're saying, oh, no, this is true. We didn't look at this. Maybe we overstepped here. This maybe isn't the best for these people. And it's like. You, what I really feel happened, and I am not a diehard Trump supporter. I'm sorry, but I'm not also against him either. Like, no, like the reality is, is he came in and I was like, well, this is stupid. And then um, (laughs) when he did his job and my, I looked at my IRA and I was like, how did that double? By George. (laughs) I was like, this is. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then I noticed people and then I saw him talking to dictators and I thought, well, this is an interesting way to actually keep somebody in check is by doing something like speaking to them instead of starting a war. I thought that was an interesting strategy. So, you know, and they say, oh, well, he was obnoxious. It's like, well, you have to admit that the press was equally obnoxious towards him, if not more so to constantly go that reaction. So the more the longer he was in there, the more I thought, you know, I I, even if it's a monkey wrench in the system, I was enjoying it. And people can yes. say racist, people can Ooh, say what? bigot, people can say sexist, right? All this stuff. But well, yeah, well, everybody key without they had nothing else. They they just use those words yeah. and those phrases just because they had absolutely nothing else. Because he was actually doing everything that every other Republican for the last forty years has said they were going to do, but didn't. Right. And was a Democrat his entire life until he had to run. Yeah, the look how much ticket. money he gave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The picture with him yes. and, and Jesse and Al. <laughs> oh, were, dude, there's a picture of him. Friends. There's a picture of Trump putting a cape onto this dude, Mel Farr, who used to play for the Detroit Lions. And Mel <laughs> Farr was like the number one black businessman in America during the 1980s. But the reason why he stopped being that is because he put these systems into every car that he would uh, lease out and it was you know like really good interest rates like you know 13 percent and uh he would he would get by sell these cars to people but if he didn't pay he could shut off your ignition from uh <laughs> his oh, headquarters that's not quite the problem was the technology wasn't really there in the 80s so they would just shut off you know while people were driving like <laughs> on the highway yeah, so, so that was all kind of swept under the rug. I feel like but, I feel like California like, wants to start doing that with all their uh, roaming blackouts soon. That's hilarious, though. Where did you think the energy came from to power your car? <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's yeah. just a kite with a key? Like I don't understand. Well, it's I just saw a video fueling, of driving a Tesla that that had run out of juice and he was carrying a, a little gas can do you see that back. video yeah and was and, that staged no, i don't i don't think so <laughs> and this guy uh was filming i'm going what are you doing with that gas can oh well, i'm going to fill up my tesla he goes but it doesn't take gas he's like well no no follow me and he, he pulls the trunk back and he has a gas generator in his trunk he goes oh yeah so i put this in here and then i take this and i plug it into the tesla and it charges it up just drive a car. Yeah. Like emergency backup. Yeah. Right there. A gas power. Yeah. Emergency Cl- backup. Close the trunk. Go sit in the car while while the generator's running. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's amazing. Well, and, and half the people, I did not see that video. I want to. Well, half yeah. the people you talk to that have a Tesla go, well, we also have, you know, the car that runs on fuel in case of an emergency. Suburban. And you're like, we got the Hummer. Yeah. We got the Hummer. We got the Escalade. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's always the yeah. It's the first, it's always the thing that gets one mile a gallon, and the Tesla. Yeah. 
you know, and I don't want to get a Tesla. That's fine. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but again, yeah, for sure. When the total, when the total national infrastructure is completely ill prepared mm -hmm. for what they're trying to shove down our throats, uh, you'd think you'd want to, you know, pump the brakes a little bit and just allow this to gradually happen. <laughs> <Pump> California, <laughs> California is a uh, uh, prime example. You have oh, yeah. A, you have a, uh, what, what's that meme? Oh, you, yeah, I, sent I sent me? this to Ben. Ben put that up, the, the meme of the Titanic here with California. We should have oh, this picture. Please, oh. I I wish it was. There it is. Oh, there we, oh, here we are. What's the difference between California and the Titanic? The Titanic <laughs> still had its lights on when it sank. That's true. <laughs> Even after it went under, it was the lights were still there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were still there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people still had dreams it, it, on the Titanic. And they had water, too. <laughs> now, did you? Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Did you live out in California at all? Yeah, I lived. In, oh. I've lived in LA twice in my life. Okay, so so you know. In two thousand two, I lived there when I was nineteen, and it was amazing, and yeah, I loved it. It was a city fun. where movies yeah. were made, and I had. It was honestly one of the best summers of my life, and I loved LA and everything about it. And then I moved back in twenty twelve, and I thought something's happening here that seems bizarre. Like you could tell a shift in yep. the industry. Um, but it wasn't horrible yet, but you could see the shift, you know, and then yeah. now you go there and you're like, this is nice. This is just uh, feces on sidewalks and uncared for people. <laughs> but that's yeah, what I can't needle. stand. It's like we, we, yeah, we carry like Skid Row. I remember the first time I saw it was when in 2002, it was about one block downtown. Um, and it was very sad. A lot of uh, former soldiers, I'm sure a lot, of, you know, it was very sad. There was one block and it was the saddest sure. thing you could ever see. And in 2012, I'd say it was about three or four. And now it goes from downtown to the front lawn of Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? It's it's completely, it's the city now. ECH through Oregon mm -hmm. and all the way to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, oh, into Tacoma. Oh, it, it Down definitely. Down to Phoenix, Tacoma. Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia, Atlanta, LA. <laughs> But have you seen that? Have you seen that one picture of the? Uh, uh, it, it's in L.A. Uh, it, it's all these Tesla chargers. They got lined up like parking meters where you can pull in and, and charge your electric car. But it's completely oh, yeah. surrounded lined up against yeah. a homeless camp. So you, you're gonna park your car there and charge it up and leave it there for you know a few hours? Are you once? Really? Oh, yeah, once. <laughs> yeah, leave one. Yeah, leave a nickel on the seat. Yeah, <laughs> nickel. Yeah, and see yeah. how that goes. Oh yeah, it's it, people are very, 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 very ignorant when it comes to all of that stuff too. Where oh, yeah. it's like we need to care for everybody, and it's like no, I agree that everybody needs to be taken care of, and everybody should be looked at, and there's people that That's need psychological need help. Hospitals again, yeah, and we do again, and that you know that goes back to blaming Reagan. If you want to really be honest about it, I mean yeah. that was one of the first people that started shutting those down, and that was a terrible idea. And I don't think yeah. that he's the devilish president everybody else does either. But at the same time, that was a severe misstep. But what about heard. everybody else? No, but but everybody, everybody else who, who stepped in, though. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, about, everybody wants to help these people, but they uh, same thing with, with all the transgender issues. Like everybody thinks helping them is like letting them live into their delusion. Enabling, really helping, don't helping push that them. It's, with me, oh, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, a red wig is beautiful <laughs> on you right there. It's yeah. already shiny. You don't need a bald cap or anything. I would work uh, it. Oh, yeah. That's but true. You it, are. It, uh, you could really feel good about yourself, and you're just choosing that. <laughs> but it's about getting them the help that they actually need, not, not that they might actually want. It's the help that they actually need. Well, that's true because again, well, 55 years of research, we already know transgenderism, gender dysphoria is a mental illness yes. marked by the fact that you've got a 40% suicide rate, regardless of whether or not you get the surgery. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yes. it's a mental illness. They need love. They need compassion. They need treatment. Yes. And that treatment does not involve injections of crap that is going to destroy their body and butchering them. I, the Mengele level psychosis that a doctor yeah. has to have to justify what they're doing to children yes uh, for, of transgender uh, that are suffering gender dysphoria it's it's abhorrent to me 
it's it's important. Well, I just yes, think being a doctor yeah, now has to be horrific because you're just walking into each room. A woman's three hundred pounds overweight, and it's like you're very brave today. You just passed your physical, you know, and yeah. then you just go into you the next be on room and you're like, yeah, my God. well, yeah. or, or Abercrombie, you're like, sure, yeah. you're a girl. Yeah. You want to be a Lizzo backup dancer? (laughs) The thing that's funny about Abercrombie and Fitch is they've never had anything that I've approved of as far as advertising. Exactly. In the 90s, you'd go in there and it's just a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of shirtless guys tickling each other with sticks in a mud puddle. You're like, well, this is a. Well, as you think of that visual, uh, we have to do our little music break here. And Dave, you know, you can. Push Crowder, if he ever needs a musical act, he can give my band a call. Folks, enjoy this. You got it. My Massiani's Blues Rockers with Further On Up the Road. Go further right. on up the road. Well done, well done. Well, That's we know good, that uh, 
Mr. Landau, that you've got uh, oh, just got a couple of minutes left before uh, you have to bail on us. You're such a busy man these days. Yes. But folks yes, want to remind you to uh, uh, log on to Vasani.net. He's going to be. Ha- Do you know who the feature is going to be this weekend? Yeah. Uh, Chad Zumach, I believe, is featuring. And oh, then, cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who. I, I don't know. Who else is on? That's there? right. Maybe yeah, you? Well, they'll, they'll be different MCs. Like I'll be I'll be the MC Saturday for the first show. That's what I figured. And yeah. yeah. Awesome. But log on to Vasani.net if you're in the uh, Southwest Florida, uh, uh, Fort Myers, Sarasota area, and you want to come in, check it out, Vasani.net, and uh, get your tickets for uh, two shows Friday and two shows Saturday. Yeah, excellent. Dave, thank you so much awesome. for coming on. We really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And sorry it took me a, a little bit. I'm not, uh, not well. No, <laughs> no, no worries. No, you're busy. It's, oh, yeah. you're, busy. you're welcome cool. back anytime. Right? We'll do it again. We'll see you Saturday. Thank you. See you then, man. All right. There Very good. Yes, Dave Landau, everybody. Awesome. Yeah, that was well, good having him on. It was our first our first LinkedIn guest. The delay wasn't too bad. No, it was good. Did produce some little issues. It's okay. Not bad. It was fun. The uh, the Lovejoy freeze the. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's okay uh and so we have to get to our patriot and trader of the week yes so uh ken who is your patriot of patriot the week? of the week uh, have to be a, a breitbart uh uh you know the, oh yes the, the whole web uh, their mm-hmm. new uh if ben could uh, throw that up there the movie really is what i'm talking about is mm-hmm. uh, uh hunter yes <laughs> my son hunter they were integral in uh, putting this movie together uh they one of the big backers of it one of the big promoters of it on their on their news site it looks like it's going to be a big hit uh robert davi great actor in his own right gonna lo- love to uh, see his direction gina uh, carano gina carano who doesn't love huh? gina carano who doesn't love gina carano exactly but uh, so i'm looking forward to it uh, i i hear there's a lot of humor in it as well so it was Very done it, i thought uh, everything i read it looks like it's going to be good uh you can go to breitbart and just download it to your will the will the dvd watching. version come with a free crack pipe free crack pipe. <laughs> dvd that's kind of even that's kind of passe these days isn't it <laughs> you just download I, it i now. enjoy my dvds I know. it's I physical can it's physical media I then know. the government can't take it away from I you know. any digital media the they'll EMP's take away from you emp's gonna zero it out anyway that's why you have books hey that's what i'm wondering what what would the we what? know that uh, an emp when it fries a circuit sometimes there can be sparks and maybe a fire yes uh how's that gonna i wonder how an emp is going to affect a tesla just gonna like right. blow up what know? yeah just 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 <laughs> With that gas generator in the trunk, yeah, it's not yeah. going to help it. Yeah, you don't want that gas generator. Yes. It's gonna, right. You got the fumes in there. Yes. So my, uh, my yes. uh, let's see, my, my patriot of the week goes out to a veteran in Madison, Wisconsin, who fought in the Gulf War, received a gift on Tuesday. We have this video. Welcome Check it out. This paralyzed new... veteran will now be able to get around easier thanks to a generous donation. News 3 Now was there when U.S. Army veteran Irvin Mulkey found out he was getting a brand new action track chair. We want you to have this. Are you serious? Yeah. We do. Holy frick. <laughs> Holy frick. Holy frick. Paralyzed veterans of America received a track chair from property law specialists. It'll help ensure Mulkey cool. has the accessibility to participate in adaptive sports, hunting, fishing, and other uh, outdoor activities from now on. That's great. Now you can go fishing, you can go hunting. What this going to do for me is... Wow. I mean, I'm going to be able to go more places with my son. You know, it's it's going to give me even that much more freedom than, you know, than I've strived very hard to get and not just stay sitting on a couch. Mulkey said he's headed to Denver this weekend for the National Lacrosse Tournament. He credits adaptive sports and PVA for keeping him alive after struggling with the aftermath of his... Yes, awesome. excellent. That's awesome. So, very I'm nice. Paralyzed you. veterans of America and property law specialists gave him that awesome fifty cal, little too heavy. Yeah, but, but uh, M sixty get... mount easily. Yeah. M sixty on that would just, just go down the hedgerow. Down you know, the just <laughs> you know, awesome. 
<laughs> Excellent. Uh, sir, I believe our uh, trader of the week is, is the same. Is the same. Okay. But first, I think an, an honorable mention. Hold on. Before we do trader of the week, an honorable mention is that video you have of Mr. Um, Mr. Hoodie. And I think we should play that video. Please understand the stakes in this race. Send me to Washington, D.C. to send so I can work with Senator Casey. Yeah. And I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, in, excuse me, in D.C. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's an honor. Thank you. I live Where do you eight live? minutes away from here. And when I leave cool. tonight, I got three miles away. Yeah. Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey. You've got a friend and you have an ally. Send me to Washington, D.C. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steelworker. Please. Thank you. Thank you. You just want to see a conversation between him and Biden because you just picture two toddlers that can't form complete sentences. Just talk you, to each other. I think you misconstrue the beauty in the oration of Mr. Fetterman. Ah. Beauty, no, yes. yes, yes, yes. That's what I think of in, when I see him. In brevity, being yes. the soul of wit. In, in bread, what? <laughs> no, the dude has obviously been affected by yeah. the stroke, and that's mm -hmm. why he's not going to debate Oz, no. because Oz would probably prompt him into having another stroke on stage, or AFib from the freaking pacemaker that he's got in yes. there. I think he's maybe he's maybe he was already like this mm -hmm. and really had heart disease or maybe he got affected uh by the jab I, either way eh? this guy is not healthy enough no. uh, to be running for senator and if he wins then then you see how just bad off yes it's gone very bad. yes jump the shark the state of pencil tucky is yes and i it makes me doubly mad because i've got my daughter and granddaughters live there so oh yeah I, I i don't like seeing what's going on there and no. western pennsylvania isn't like eastern it's a little more yeah. conservative in that area you Good. get up there in the amish area amish yeah. are going conservative because oh yeah these rat bastards they Democrats really don't are, believe in teslas well they're going after but they're going after the amish for their uh organic beef yeah. that they're it's <laughs> probably like, healthier than whatever you're getting hell from yes the it is well they don't want you eating it any all because cow no. farts and all you know? right cow farts totally oh. so uh yes trader of the week is mr satan yes <laughs> yes. No, there he is. Oh, come on. I Joe gave you some better pictures than that. Let's see. We have the uh, Biden at the podium. Yes. I, and see, are. he That's forgot it. the drapes on that, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I just I, will leave it with this. I love the Babylon B, the 12 steps of Biden. Start with me here on the bottom right of your screen. You have Biden rejected from Austrian art school. Biden publishes autobiographical memoir, My Struggle. Biden announces new program for patriotic youngsters, the Biden youth. Biden establishes the secret police. Biden abolishes office of president and names self-supreme Fuhrer. Biden opens camps in which to concentrate political dissidents and other undesirables. Biden signs non-aggression pact with Poland. Biden announces invasion of Poland. France which surrenders to Biden. Yeah, that's today. Anniversary. Yeah, yes. Uh, Biden announces strategic alliance with Mussolini and Emperor Hirohito. Biden... Biden, the forces are stalled 12 miles from Moscow. And finally, Biden swallows cyanide capsule right. under, underground bunker. Okay, I love out, the, of, the Babylon Bee. We're out of time. Put this up down. to end the show. Settle. Your heritage is Settle rebellion. Deep, Thank you, everybody, from the bunker. Deep, Good night. Deep breathing. Deep breaths. You're watching Conservative Television of America, working hard to stick socialism where the sun don't shine.